If you're looking for a way to help birds or take your support to the next level, this May, I would love for you to join the Birds Canada Birdathon. It's easy to participate in and helps raise thousands of dollars for bird conservation. Learn more at birdscanada.org slash birdathon. Now let's get to the episode. Listening to the Warblers, a Birds Canada podcast. I'm Andrea Gress. Join me and others as we travel on common flight paths with our guests, gaining insights and inspiration from the world of birds and bird conservation in Canada. Welcome to another episode of the Warblers podcast. This is going to be a short one, but very timely and I think super thought provoking for folks across the country. I'm Andrea Gress. Today I'm joined by my colleague and friend Jody Allaire. He joins us for episodes periodically, so some of you may be familiar with his voice. But for folks that are newer to the podcast, Jody wears many hats at Birds Canada, but I like to think of him as my personal expert for all of my big bird-related questions. So that's why I've brought him on today to help me figure out how this polar vortex is impacting the birds around me and also throughout so much of Western Canada right now. Here in Calgary, we're currently at minus 35 degrees Celsius with wind chills dipping into the minus 40s, and it's only going to get colder. This cold snap's hitting so much of Western Canada, the territories, northern parts of BC, into Alberta, Saskatchewan, and even dipping into Manitoba and Ontario, and of course, down into the northern states where they're getting colder than usual temperatures, though maybe not quite to the minus 40s. And even for the folks further out east and out in the Atlantic regions of Canada, the storm season is hitting hard. It might not be that brutal, brutal cold, but folks are getting a lot of snow, a lot of wind. It's going to be a major challenge for our winter birds. So while I'm sitting at home cozy under a blanket, I can't help but look out the window and wonder how are the birds doing and how can we help them across Canada? So Jody, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. I hope you're staying warm out there in Drumheller. Uh, Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on, Andrea. Um, yeah, staying warm, but definitely staying inside the, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me, what are you noticing with the birds in your backyard? Yeah, so definitely seeing a lot of stress, for sure. Um, I I love uh, having plantings and feeding birds in the backyard. It's one of my favorite things to see, you know, what birds come to the yard. I'm a bit of an obsessive yard watcher. And what I'm seeing right now is a lot of cold birds. And and I think one of the best examples is is the, the woodpeckers. We get a few species of woodpeckers that come to our yard. Um, one of the interesting ones is that we get northern flickers uh, in the winter. And the, the flickers that we get here in this part of Alberta are generally integrates between the yellow shafted types that you get in the east and the, the red shafted types that you get from the Rockies west. And the flickers right now are definitely um, feeling the cold. And when they're coming to the yard, they're they're feeding on the suet. I'm putting out lots of fresh suet uh, basically every day. And they're feeding on the suet and they're just sticking right close to the feeder on the tree. And all of them, interestingly, sit tight on the south side of the trees in the sun. And they'll just sit there, puff up. Stay in, stay in the sun to warm up, and then they'll start feeding again. And this is something like I, they don't normally do that, and it's mm-hmm. really only been since this cold uh, this cold temperature has hit that they've started this behavior. But they're in the yard basically constantly, um, 
And uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenging time. For sure. So how are birds actually handling the cold? Like what kinds of adaptations do they have to get through winter? You know, birds are like, I don't know how often has this said on the podcast, right? Birds are pretty amazing. Right? <laughs> yes. And they can do all sorts of incredible things. It, one of the one of the best things that birds have that we do not, unless we're wearing a coat, uh, is they have feathers. Um, they've mm-hmm. got feathers and all types of great insulating feathers like down feathers. And feathers are so much better than than even fur at at retaining heat. And so they've got a jump start on us uh, on mammals like right off the hop. And the especially a lot of our northern birds that uh, spend the winters up in up in Canada and in, in the boreal, a lot of those birds tend to have a little bit denser feathers and feathers with more insulating qualities. And birds can also control that as well. And and you've probably seen that, right? If you've if you've ever watched like you know, a, a, like a blue jay is a really good example or a stellar's jay. You know, if you watch them, like sometimes they look super skinny and other times they're like puff balls, mm-hmm. right? Total like board jays, right? Yeah. yeah like <laughs> really. And because they can, can, they can control their puffiness and that actually, the puffier they are, the more heat they're trying to retain. But birds actually do more than just move their feathers around in order to retain heat. Um, a lot of our wintering birds up here, uh, in the in the north, but also birds like chickadees and nuthatches um, mm-hmm. will do lots of things called food food caching. Uh, and food caching, they'll start this even in the summer and fall. They'll grab food and they'll go stash it under bark or behind <laughs> an eaves trough, which my white-breasted nuthatches are doing constantly yeah. uh, stashing. There's a whole bunch of seed underneath this edge of my eaves trough on the garage. Um, and so they'll stash food for colder times so that they know exactly where there's food and they can go get it and use as little energy as possible foraging, right? Which is really smart, right? Really, really smart mm-hmm. in terms of energy conservation. And then they also take this to another level. Well, there a lot of birds and, and what the um, the northern flickers are doing in my yard right now is that they're going into a, like a state of torpor where they'll actually reduce, uh, they'll stop maintaining their normally really high body temperature. They'll reduce their body temperature by a little bit, which saves energy, right? And mm-hmm. especially, especially overnight. And so they'll go into torpor, they'll puff their feathers out, and they'll reduce the amount of energy they need for their metabolism to keep warm. Like they are me- super metabolism machines, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, it's, it's really incredible how efficient like food goes to creating internal heat. And so they've got it really perfected, but definitely during these cold times that, 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 uh, going into periodic torpor, um, is, uh, is pivotal to get through these like crazy temperatures of like, it's, it's, you know, as I'm recording this, it's a minus 42 wind chill outside, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm just in awe of what these, my backyard birds are, are pulling off right now. Yeah. So if folks are seeing the birds just kind of sitting still, it's okay. Like they're, they're doing what they need to do to keep themselves warm. Best thing is to just let them sit and, and let them be. Yeah, don't bug them. Don't make them move unnecessarily. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's an absolutely good point. For sure. So how how else can we help out birds during this these cold weathers? Yeah, sure. So, you know, during the winter when we have like, you know, big winter storms, and I know there's some 
you know, big storms uh, hitting the east right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you've got like big winter storms and windy conditions and, and when you have a thing like a polar vortex coming in, um, uh, it does put a lot of stress on our backyard birds and, and the, you know, these more northern birds, even if they can, if they're adapted to it. So a few, there's a few things you can do if you, if you own a yard, you know, um, and if you're putting out bird seed, uh, making sure you're using like high energy food, right? And make sure your feeders are filled right now, right? Like it really does help them. Birds don't need, you know, um, uh, bird feeders and bird seeds to sort of get through. They know how to survive without it. But at, when there's sort of these extreme events happening, um, having a nicely stocked like feeder and some suet, especially with uh, high energy, you know, oil rich seeds like black mm-hmm. oil sunflower, suet um, or peanuts, you know, mm-hmm. these really high fat seeds will really help them again, because the, it's their metabolism is the key, the metabolism and their wonderfully adaptive feathers, right? That's how they get through it. So if you're feeding birds, keep your feeders stocked right now. Really, really important. And one tip I really like is um, in the evenings, you know, get out there and restock everything, you know, in the evening time. So they, they, for sure have something uh, nutritious to have before nighttime and that there will be food first thing in the morning for them. So that's a really good, really good tip because, you know, we get these cold temperatures is often associated with wind and wind chill. Um, it's really good to have, uh, to provide shelter, have some cover, right? Mm, and this mm-hmm. could be a brush pile. Like I've got a couple brush piles in the yard or just, you know, a collection of like branches that have fallen from the trees and I just put them all into a pile and the birds will use it. It's a nice little windbreak for them. Um, but you can also, you know, when you're working on your bird friendly garden, um, you can uh, think about windbreaks, think about cover, whether it's planting some conifers or some shrubs, you know, to, to have a break in the wind actually makes a huge difference, especially out here on the prairies. And, um, and one of the things I love doing is like, if you have a, a natural Christmas tree, put the Christmas tree out in the yard, you oh, know, totally. on its side, on its side, it works as a brush pile, or you could like plant, if you have the snow and the temperature, you can just plant it in the snow by the feeder and, and give some extra cover, uh, during these, these few months. Um, and I guess with all this, you know, obviously, um, if you are feeding birds, always worth saying, make sure that you're creating a bird uh, bird friendly environment. If you're, if you're putting out feeders and please make sure your feeders are cleaned regularly, even in these cold temperatures, right? So, uh, make sure they're cleaned. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Clean your feeders. We can have some information about that in our show notes as well, about just like a, a nice bird feeding environment, high fat foods, some shelter that'll help the birds get through it. These are excellent tips. And I wanted to mention also feeder watch is kind of a cool way to help the birds and also appreciate them right now. And maybe you don't want to go outside birding. Feeder Watch is a really cool program where you can sit inside from the warmth of your home, watch the birds out at your feeders, and you contribute that data, which helps us track the bird populations, helps us see how they're doing throughout the winter months. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great, great program. Um, and yeah, it's a great way to learn the, the birds coming to your yard. It's a great gateway um, hey, Andrea, do I have like a quick minute to say one of my favorite wintertime bird facts? Yes, come on. <laughs> Here's one of the things I love. There's, um, so people, people know about ptarmigan, right? I've heard of ptarmigan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but ptarmigan and even ruffed grouse and spruce grouse 
will do this amazing thing in the winter when there's tons of snow. They'll actually like bury themselves in the mm, snow. They'll yes. actually have tunnels under the snow and and just like small mammals will. And they will like live in these tunnels. And and if anyone's ever experienced snowshoeing, whether it's in the mountains somewhere or in the boreal forest, all of a sudden you're snowshoeing and, you know, a grouse will pop out of like a meter of snow or a ptarmigan oh. will just like appear right in front of you. And it's just, you know, <laughs> gives you a bit of a heart attack. Horrifying, but delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it happen so many times. <laughs> I think it's really impressive that they're embracing the insulating qualities of the snow. And they know that it's much warmer to be like a few feet down in the snow in a little cave um, than it is to be on the surface. And I love that they do that. I know it's just one of my favorite little wintertime bird facts. Um, for those lucky enough to live around Tarmigan, it's a really cool for thing. Sure. Well, yeah, and I've had it happen a lot, just snowshoeing out out in like a field in Saskatchewan where it looks flat and you don't think there's much going on. And all of a sudden, poof, there's just a flock of grouse shooting out of the ground. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it keeps the blood flowing. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does. Well, thank you so much for joining Jody and for sharing some of these really interesting facts about our winter birds. It's nice to know that they're going to be good. They're going to get through it. You can try to help them out with um, that nice high fat feeder food. If you're someone who's got feeders out, you can help by collecting some data through Feeder Watch. And, uh, you know, usually we end these podcasts by saying, get out and get birding. But I think right now I'm going to say, I hope you stay warm and enjoy plenty of hot chocolate. That sounds good to me. The Warblers is a podcast of Birds Canada. Our goal is to bring you the information you need to discover, enjoy, and protect birds. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Birds Canada relies on the support of donors like you. Visit birdscanada.org slash warblerspodcast to make a donation today. The Warblers is produced by Jody Allaire, Kate Dogleash, Chris Koo and Andrea Gress with music by Jose Mora and art by Alex Nichol. Until next time, keep birding. <laughs>